Gator. My DM complimented the podcast, which is a pretty big deal. He's a master of sorts. Nice, nice. <laughs> High praise. Master of dungeons and of good taste. <laughs> yeah, I've actually, I've gotten like, let's say weirdly good feedback. Like, I like what we do, but it was just when people are like, actually tell me they li- they've listened and they actually listened to a whole episode and they liked it. And I'm like, yeah. for real? Like, <laughs> really? It was funny. Yeah. You sure? You, just, you don't have to be nice to me. Yeah. <laughs> just because I'm your boss. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I yes, know I'm talking about how I had a rough year, but I'm good now. I'm on a real, a real hardcore upswing. I don't need your pity anymore. <laughs> yeah, I actually ran into someone, uh, one of our old coworkers. He was like, "Yeah, dude, if you you know need help, you know, let me know." I'm like, "Sweet, could you could you like our Facebook or something?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's here's how you can help me. Um, money, s- subscribe, like, subscribe, follow. I believe they call it sma- smashing, smash that, subscribe, yeah. slap that bell. <laughs> You could finger that bell and <laughs> just tickle, tickle that subscribe. subscribe. Did we both just say tickle that subscribe? <laughs> God, I'm proud of us right now. <laughs> I knew I wanted to use the word tickle. I just didn't know where. <laughs> wow. Welcome to Three Hours Later. I'm Matt. I'm Alex. And I'm the 17th host, Mike. <laughs> it's not going to make sense now, but okay. <laughs> That's why it's best. Um, so welcome to a, I guess, mini episode. We don't really have names for these, but we're not going to be getting into our full topic in this episode, it will be next episode. Next episode, we're going to be talking about Grand Budapest Hotel. But for today, we got some news. Yep. So we Mike are, Godzilla. We are drinking and having pizza and talking about movies and video games and other fun stuff. Um, but yeah, I saw Godzilla King of the Monsters uh, yesterday, which here's my review of the movie. It's fine. It's Godzilla. Uh, it's better than 2014's Godzilla. It's on par with uh, Kong Su Island. If you want to see monsters fight, it's awesome. Like, is it funny? Like, because Kong, I thought no, had there's comedy, no though. humor. It's dire. There is like this is an apocalyptic scenario that you buy into. There's one funny character in it, and it's Bradley Whitford. I was hoping it was gonna be like Godzuki, and it's Bradley Whitford being Bradley Whitford, so he's fine. But at the same time, like, even Thomas Middleditch is in this movie, and he has a couple of like kind of funny moments, but he is not comic relief. He's mm-hmm. more just like sweet nerd boy. Um. But you saw it in a special cool yeah, way. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about. Is I saw it in a 4DX theater, which is uh, not a new format. It's been around for a little bit, but it's new to uh, the Central Valley. Um, so there's only four of these screens in all of California. DX. And uh, yes. So okay. they, they have to keep it there. <laughs> um, but the what it is, it's a premium format. And what people... Whenever I describe it to people, what they think I'm talking about is D-Box, which is where you have like a seat that has uh, actuators under it and kind of moves yeah, a little bit with the what, movie. That's right. what I think, you know, right away. That has nothing. <laughs> Something like... Know, this cannot even... It can't even compare to 4DX. 4DX okay. is... This is a ride at Disneyland. Okay. Because I was, I was thinking about like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids at Disneyland. Is it like that? It's or like is it that, but even a little one? bit more intense. Okay. So and the way like it the works... like the Soaring Over California, whatever that ride is. That's actually what it reminds me of the most. Okay. It, without going into the air, it reminds me the most of Soarin' at California Adventure. You can smell the orange grooves. Yeah. So what what it is, is the uh, you get in there and it's surprisingly few seats for how, how big the theater is because when you get in there, you realize that you're getting on a ride. Um, it's, I believe, benches of four seats across... They're they're more like airplane seats than regular like what we've got used to is movie seats where you, like now we have recliners and are you strapped in at all? You are not strapped in, and I will get into why that is a concern. Uh, <laughs> there was a situation <laughs> in my theater <laughs> which was great, 
but uh the seats are closer to like an airplane seat they're they're not it's not that they're narrow they're just not like we get used to these super plush seats now in theaters and these are closer to the older style and also the seats are kind of uncomfortable because they're far more rigid you find out afterwards they're waterproof and there's a reason why um and the four uh the four on like you're on a bench of four seats it will rise and tilt and roll so much more than you're prepared for. Um, I knew something was up because I I, I I messed with 40X a little bit in the past. It was apparently not actually 40X. It was like a bootleg version of it that was like a step between D-Box and 40X. And I saw a Transformers movie that was the first one with the Dinobots. And it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. But I stopped I, after I, two. So it must have been probably three. Well, I still remember having a good experience, which tells me after watching that movie again outside that theater, it wasn't the movie. Um, this was a different level though, because the way this worked is you go in there and you know, something's up the second you sit down, there's a button on every chair that says water effect Mm -hmm. on or off. And I was like, well, clearly I'm keeping this bad boy on. Great. If it just shot you in the face right then. Uh, yeah. So the seats in front of you, once you notice it, there is a, there is a pipe in the seat in front of you and it will spit water at you throughout the movie. Um, not like, not like a camel, like. But I mean, right. you'll get it's hit like by a, a mist, like a mist yeah, directly okay. in the face. Um, someone was saying that you kind of have to like not sit back all the way because of the way it moves, and like it's more comfortable if you just kind of lean forward. Yeah. So I I spent the first like twenty minutes of the movie trying to figure out how to position my back, and I feel like the best solution is get your butt as far back in the seat as possible, and then lean forward just a little bit, just like you're twerking. Yeah, kinda. And then you just yeah, then you shake, and people show up. Did that take away from the movie? Like, oh, I so things are gonna happen. Let me adjust my kind of yeah. So. There's there's only certain movies that will play in this. Like I'm not going to go see like a Jane Austen adaptation in 4DX. Like that'd be really weird. Um, but I, it definitely like I remember the movie, but not the way I usually remember movies. Like usually I can walk out of the movie and recite whole chunks of it to you. Mm-hmm. And instead, I remember specific scenes, and those scenes correspond to when the theater went just insane. <laughs> so. Um, the the first like when you first realize like oh this is going to be a thing is uh this is at a regal th- uh, cinemas and at regal cinemas if you've ever been to one they always do a little pre-show thing where it's like a roller coaster going through like popcorn and candy and all this stuff oh, yeah. um this was the first time that the seats started moving and they move with the re- the roller coaster and they move very much with that roller coaster like you tilt back pretty far you go forward not as far but farther than you're ready for <laughs> And the side-to-side motion is intense. And it will jerk you around. There's some, like... There's a scene in the movie when there's a helicopter and you're in it. And since there's nothing going on to be violent, you just feel like like the lilting back and forth of being in the helicopter. Huh. Um, they also have wind all over the place. So as you're in the helicopter, there's just like a little bit of wind hitting you in the face. So it just feels like you're moving. Yeah. Um, in addition, there's air cannons directly behind your ears that every time a bullet went off, that's exactly what it sounded like. And every time a bullet went off, it felt it like flicked me in the air. So when there was a gunfight, I just kept getting flicked, and it 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 didn't hurt. It definitely didn't feel great though. Like so I started like, to um, notice it. Indiana Jones raid. Yes, yeah, when exactly the that. Um, there's a scene where a character gets stabbed. Do you feel and, it? And oh yeah, it scared <laughs> me. It was, it, was, it was the only yeah. One time. of the attendants comes down, just like Aah! so. It was the only part of the movie. Like there were parts where people were screaming and losing their minds, and I was just sitting with a giant goofy grin, like this is insane. I love this. And this one scene was the only time I got scared. <laughs> I'm just sitting there, and somebody gets they get stabbed like right above the the their like right breast, and the second the the blade hits, an actuator in the back of the seat just 
punches you in the back <laughs> and stay there. So the whole time that scene's going on, I'm like, this is in me. And then when they, the blade comes out, it comes out of your back. And I was like, holy shit, what? that was incredible. So like, kind of like those massage chair type of things, but yes. just in like one spot. Yeah, they're under your butt. Pressure. They're under your butt. They're up your back. Up your, <laughs> up your Did you go to the back. right theater? Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that see through video got me. No, um... <laughs> But then, on the scale from one to four, how firm was it? It was very firm. It was definitely a four. It was a four? It Not was a five? definitely a four. Um, there's also lightning effects in the theater. So when there's like a bright flash on screen, the whole theater just is very, like just boom, gets hit by that. Is it just like a like a, just like a strobe? Yeah, it's like they a don't strobe. have like color effects or anything like that. Well, with see, the here's the, apparently they can do that, but this just had strobes. Um, there's smoke effects and they're not like subtle. They are like when Godzilla comes out the first time. So I'm not going to spoil any of the movie really, but I will talk about the very first scene in the movie. The f- The first scene in the movie takes place during the first Godzilla in mm-hmm. the uh, Halo jump scene. Okay. Like the the one thing everybody can remember the, from that first the, Godzilla. The ODST. Yeah. So in this one, you are, you're now on the ground watching that part happen. So you're, you're in the foreground. San Francisco is destroyed around you and you see Godzilla in the background. And as soon as it happens, you just start to see smoke fill the theater and you're act- it feels like you're in like a stage, like you're looking at the screen. It's all 3D. And the smoke just adds to what's on screen. And it feels like you're on that street. And then the first time Godzilla gets close, it is terrifying. The seats start shaking. They start moving back and forth. Um, Someone's throwing bricks at people's heads. It's, it's like just shy of that. Like if I, I swear to God, if the next time I went, there was a guy who worked for the theater whose only job was to throw styrofoam bricks at you. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, that's the next step in this. But... um. It was really crazy. Like you start, you get like a monster yells in your face. You get you get hit in the face with the, the air, and then like Mothra throws his webby stuff at out. And mm. instead of being the same water, <laughs> yeah, but instead of being the same water, you get hit by like a hot burst of air. Huh. So there's even like different different creatures yeah. have different effects that hit you. Um, I would and, think like a movie like Cloverfield would. It have would be taken... insane. It would be yeah. so good because that's a lot of the movie. Uh, so the, the one review I'll give the movie, a lot of what I like about it is that in the first Godzilla, I like that movie, but I get why people don't like it because there's Godzilla's in it for like seven seconds. But what I like is the whole idea is this is a movie about people in a world where that's happening. Right. And this continues that it's just, this one puts you in the viewpoint of people that are up in a business. So I mean, mm-hmm. they're, it's like, if you want to see monster fights, dude, they are from beginning to end. So intense. They're everywhere. Let them fight. Uh, Ken Watanabe is in this again. He's awesome. Yeah, he's great. Um, Brian Cranston's body floats around. Yeah, Brian Cranston uh, just floats by at one point, and you go, "Oh, you're wasted again." <laughs> um, but no, it's really it was a really cool movie. So the funny thing is, like I kept telling people yesterday, like I would give the movie like a six out of ten. Like I I really like it, but right, just on its own. Yeah, it's not a great movie. If you miss it, whatever. The experience I had was like an eleven. Like that was the the coolest experience I've ever That's had. That's what in I theater. figured, and. Um... I think I was telling you guys that I really I had no drive to go watch this in theaters, but now that it's in the the, the 4XD, I really want to try it out. Yeah, it's, and it's I could, so I could have cool. been fine just watch, waiting for like DVD or streaming or whatever, but I feel like this will make it a whole lot better and make I think like really just for like any type of like a summer block blockbuster like yeah popcorn action movie. Well, so that's what I was thinking is like I was watching this and uh, the trailers beforehand. There's a trailer for Hobbs and Shaw. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, oh, I'll bet they put Hobbs and Shaw in here next. And I kept thinking, I was like, well, that's not going to be as cool. 
then after all the trailers, they do their like you're in a 4DX theater, so they do like the over the top like an ad for 4DX, yeah, but you're already there, like displaying everything. And the whole ad takes place with cars driving around. Oh, that's what I watched on YouTube. Holy then. shit, that was <laughs> like that was crazy. That was the that was the other part where like I was like this could be uncomfortable for over two hours because it was snapping you back and forth. There's safety things they talk about. Um, like you're you're up on a platform. You're not um like I'm tall. I'm tall as hell. Yeah. If I tried to from sitting in the chair, I could not touch the floor with my feet. There's a step you have to step up to get into the seat. Wow. Um, because I of that, that since I was twelve. Yeah, because of that, they uh they have warnings about like if you're under like three foot four, they're like don't go in here. Um, and I figured out why because there was a child in there, and at one point. He was standing up on the footrest, and his mom was trying to get him to sit down. And a uh, it was, oh, it was actually seeing the helicopter I was telling you guys about, where it's really comfortable and mm. it's like oh, it's really nice. You're listing back a little bit, and you feel like this little wind in your face. And then, wouldn't you know it, a monster hits the helicopter. And as soon as that happened, I watched that kid go ass overhead into the row in front of him, <laughs> <laughs> like just completely flipped. Also, um. A very, I'm sure, nice girl. I feel very bad for her. Peed her pants in the theater. <laughs> Waterproof. It's and fine. we were pretty sure we like. It sounded like she peed her pants, but her boyfriend made sure everybody knew she peed her pants. But uh, yeah, because uh, at one of the points when there was like when it got real intense for a minute, I just hear a woman start crying, and she just says, "I already had to go," and then it scared me. <laughs> and then she just kind of really hauled ass out of there, and I just hear her boyfriend go like. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm very sorry for that poor girl but that, go to the bathroom come on yeah but i mean also that tells you like and also hey halfway through the movie when i could feel if there was like a this is a lull moment i definitely went to the restroom because i didn't want to be that i didn't want to sit there <laughs> going like i did it too <laughs> it's waterproof who cares um but yeah i cannot recommend enough like if you can go see any movie because now i'm looking at going like okay hobbs and shaw will clearly be in 40x um Next Star Wars, like I cannot yeah. wait yeah. to see a Ooh. Star Wars movie where you're flying around in something and they've synced it up. Like it's gonna feel like Star Tours. I was saying like a horror movie would be interesting. I don't know what, exactly how you would utilize that, and I kind of want to smell there. some of the things. Even but... there, though, like in a horror movie, they could do the like the jump scares touching you. Like the seats don't even have to move that much. That's, That's true. the craziest part. Is like I was in there and the seats move a lot in this movie, and all I could think is like even if you took the seat movement out or limited it, limited it um, to like maybe just rocking back and forth a bit. The jump scares would get you. The smoke effects would get you. The, um, they pump the scents air. into the theater. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I don't know if they can only do one scent or if they didn't want to like show us what Rodan smelled like. But uh, <laughs> the only scent we got in this was every time you were outdoors, if there was grass, a smell that was like, it wasn't like an air freshener. It wasn't like real. I'm not just sitting there going like, it smells like real grass. But <laughs> it was still just the fact you'd be sitting there and they'd go to an outdoor scene and you'd feel like a nice breeze hit you and then you'd get the scent of the air on you. Mm-hmm. And uh, where I went from like going, this is really cool to just just blubbering about how amazing it was, was at one point, there is a character who, it's one of the monsters, not one of the humans. There's a character who um, manifests rain around them. Anytime they're on screen, it's raining. Makes for an awesome visual. Also means that in that theater, every time they're on screen, it's mm-hmm. raining in the theater. It wasn't like the water misting me on the face. I was sitting there and all of a sudden I just felt w- droplets of water hitting me. And it's not a lot. It's mm-hmm. like, if you're up in the Bay Area, it's like a, a just a misty day. But it's a hell of a lot more than you get on you in a theater ever. Yeah. And the fact that, I mean, that added more, like, I felt cold even though they weren't doing anything. And it just, it added this whole point where the humans are sitting there dripping in rain and shivering and talking about the danger. And I'm like, 
yeah, guys, like this is real serious. I'm in, I'm in this with you. Let's go, Kyle Chandler. Like full hearts, clear eyes, whatever it was. What if you had to start like preparing your outfits for whatever movie you're going to be watching? Yeah, how like, soaked were you? Hot. Uh, not really. My hair was jacked. Yeah. <laughs> like my hair was messed up because of the wind constantly slapping it and then like just misty enough in there. So I got out of there and had like this weird white boy fro going on. <laughs> like it just all like started puffing out. I think I had to bring my, my glass wipe or something. But again, I don't want to turn off the water. You, yeah. I was going to say you can turn the water effects off, which is really cool too, because they understand like some people are just going to get really pissed at that mm-hmm. or wear glasses and it's going to, because yeah, I was wearing 3D glasses. I had to take them oh, off. That's right three or four times to get the water off my glasses was it just standard imax 3d yeah that was the craziest thing is like it, all this is so crazy and different and then you get there and they just hand you real three uh, real d 3d glasses mm. and they're like oh go take your seat so and is it a science yeah it's a science mm-hmm. seating the only thing that i i think they do need to do is there definitely should have been a theater employee walking in beforehand just to it'd be like hey guys I know you guys bought a $25 ticket and you know something's gonna happen but we gotta walk you through some of the stuff that's gonna happen or, or else your child will fly into another room. <laughs> kid, I will I will go to my grave remembering what that kid looked like when I just saw his feet go up into the air and then he stands up in the seat in front of him. Luckily, that kid thought it was awesome. And the people, like, he landed on it like, wow, I felt like I got hit by a child. <laughs> <laughs> this kid must have fallen out of a building. They pay this kid to fall out of the theater. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I highly recommend, like, I, like I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to go see it again, even though I think... At that point, will be where I see all the weaknesses in the movie. Because again, not not a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you go in there not knowing the story of the movie and you just get the surprise of like the seat beating the shit out of you, it's a, it's an awesome experience. It's worth the twenty five bucks. That's what I think too. And it's not something I do all, all the time, but I feel like it's a, a nice treat, a nice experience, and it sounds like it's worth your money. Like, yeah, like I'm not going to see the next Wes Anderson movie in this screen, but like I will or... definitely go see. <laughs> every action film like even action yeah. films i didn't care to see i will probably go see now to go watch on the screen and not a lot of kids in there too so that's a plus for me yeah, yeah. that was that was definitely in the no upswing either because of how expensive it is it does limit who's in there and you get and even like even if you're not limiting who's in there you have more people in there that are like really care about mm-hmm. the experience and so like when somebody was talking it wasn't like a rude theater going like shut up it was a bunch of people like hey dude come on. We, we spent a lot of money on yeah. this like i I went by myself and it was 25 bucks. I'm fine with that. But I looked over and there's like a family next to me. And I'm thinking like that was a couple hundred dollars for them to go. I can't imagine like somebody ruining that experience for me as a family. Like I think at that point you get to kill that that kid. Just blame it on the 3D. 4D, sir. 4D. There's time involved. (laughs) But yeah, so go go see Godzilla, King of the Monsters, specifically in 4DX because I'll vouch for that one. If you go see it without the seats moving, it's probably fine. I like Skull Island more. That's my favorite still. Um, oh, there are a lot, a lot of callbacks. That, like, they do mm-hmm. not... Like, they're, they're now officially on, like, Marvel territory of, like, oh, we're not going to wink at the camera every time we say it. The word Skull Island just comes out of people's mouths. Like, it's like, you know, Skull Island, what's up? You know what it is. We didn't talk about it in the first Godzilla, but we're going to talk about it now. Yeah. Well, this one, Monarch, is like a huge huge character and like this this felt more than anything like a video game watching this movie i was like oh this is a video game movie like it's the crazy clandestine organization of monarch mm-hmm. and what they do and like their seemingly limitless funds um charles dance plays the lead villain um so he's just tywinning up all over that thing <laughs> nonsense it's it's like paramilitary stuff like it felt like a hideo kojima movie 
Like this is something that Kojima would have been like, oh, I wrote this. Uh, probably would have been 10 hours long. Speaking of Hideo Kojima, we got some other news going on in the world. Really? I was confused. <laughs> I wasn't even going to segue. That was just natural. Uh, yeah, Death Stranding, uh, the PlayStation exclusive first game from Kojima Productions after uh, his fairly famous split with uh, Konami. Did they? Was it always planned? I mean, obviously it was always planned, but did they, they announce it for, as a PlayStation exclusive before this? Or was yeah. it the first time they... Um, when he first left Konami and he was able to start speaking, because um, that was apparently... like We're not even going to get into that here, but that's a whole other that's story. Like, Sounds like Yakuza shit or something. Yeah, it's for real. And it's it's one of those things where it's so real. I was in Vegas last week, and every time I saw a Konami-branded slot machine, I thought about it. I thought of Kojima. I was like, oh, Metal Gear. But um, Snake! Yeah, so Death Stranding, it's, uh, I believe, I could have the engine wrong, but the reason the turnaround time was not the standard Kojima, like 13 years, it was like a couple is that he's using the engine, I believe, from Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, the, um, which I forget the name to you. Totally okay. That engine is incredible looking. Um, but it makes sense because I don't think, I don't know how engines really work, but I feel like that's something that you cannot port over to like PC or something because it's the infrastructure is just for PlayStation. You, so n- now it would be easier because all, this, all the consoles are based on an x86 architecture, which is the same as PC, which is why okay. ports can go back and forth so much easier now. But... Last gen, that was that was the real struggle. Was okay. that if you made something for PlayStation, it was not going to run on Xbox without a lot of work. But if you made something for Xbox, it ran on PC, no problem. Because I would love if this came to PC. I don't have PlayStation. I've been a PlayStation guy, but mostly I'm just getting out of consoles. Yeah, except for Nintendo, because they're the only ones that aren't trying to be mini mini PCs. I so I just Sony's just so Sony that I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is another game that I'll just let be letting people borrow my PlayStation so everyone can play it. But it might not. I mean, it's not like Sony themselves own the game. It's Hideo's company, right? They're publishing it, but yeah, so he, Kojima Productions owns it. So yeah, theoretically, like it could be something where down the road, like they're in a co-publishing deal and it's on PC. Yeah. It'll definitely never be on Xbox. That's what we know because it's on a proprietary. Weird region. as shit. <laughs> it looks like I was both. I'm. I'm. So we watched the trailer. It's an eight-minute long trailer. They announced the release date, which is November 8th, which is way sooner than I think anybody anticipated. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought this was... I legitimately thought at this point this game was going to be PlayStation 5 launch. I really thought they were going to be I think a like, lot of people did, too, because we're already at the end of this console. Yeah, they're, they're not going to be at E3. They flat out are showing off PlayStation 5 demos to the press now. Like, it's it's not even open secret. It's just open. Right. Um, And I think everyone just kind of assumed this and probably even Last of Us 2 were just going to kind of either skip off or maybe do like the dual release or something. Um, but no, Death Stranding is coming out like in a few months now. It's coming out this year. Want to give us a description, Alex, of what you saw? God, yeah. I don't hey, know hey, what Alex, I tell saw. Tell us the story of the game. <laughs> you tell me because we saw the whole eight minute trailer and I have no idea <laughs> what's going we th- on. We all thought it was over like within like six minutes. Yeah. And, then and there was Mike a whole like, and, minute yeah. and change left. <laughs> So as far as we can tell, Mads Mikkelsen is probably the bad guy. Probably, I think there's multiple bad guys. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro's in it. He also looks like he might be a bad. His name is like Death Man or Dead Man or something, isn't it? Yeah, it looks like everybody who's not Norman Reedus is the bad guy. Except for, which means Norman except for Reedus Cancer is President. The bad guy. Cancer President's probably a bad guy too. Probably Baby, the Bridge Baby. Bridge Baby's almost definitely a bad I guy. Bet you did somehow Norman Reedus. Yeah, the uh, the Bridge Baby Damn. is disturbing <laughs> still. Um, so Norman Reedus is walking around the apocalyptic united states that is no longer united apparently with this baby and a giant tube that he carries in front of him 
that somehow bridges him to some other reality realm of the dead or yeah. realm created of walls, ghosty people so to speak they, they call it like Hades right yeah it was like so what i've been afraid of and also very eager to see is every metal gear game that's come out has been heavily edited like you get like hideo kojima is a weirdo yeah but he's like the delightful kind that just makes incredible crazy art but everything you see he puts out, there's also a committee saying, hey, we got to sell this. Hey, we got to do this. And for whatever reason, Konami never believed his name was what was important. And Sony stepped up and went like, oh, no, we know your name is what's important. Mm-hmm. Here's what feels like. I mean, looking at that trailer, it feels like unlimited funds. Like, I can't even fathom what this game costs to make just with its cast alone. Um, they, The game looks amazing. Couldn't tell you what it's about. It also looks like the fever dream of a madman. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what Metal Gear was going towards. I wasn't a big Metal Gear guy. I did play some of five. I didn't even get to finish it because I was like, I don't even know what's going on at this point. There's like these weird zombies and And burning sky whales. Yeah, at the the beginning. (laughs) Lots of whales in his stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird theme he has. But this feels like an evolution of that. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because it would vacillate from like, they'd show gameplay and it kind of looks almost like Breath of the Wild. I was going to say, yeah, when he was pulling out the the gear and climbing stuff, it did look like So uh, it's like a Zelda game that then has like demon oil zombies from another dimension popping out and then, again a baby on your chest like that is your gear you wear a baby like in a baby bjorn but made of a bottle the baby bottle yeah pop baby yes. bottle pop baby bottle pop they uh there uh, they also announced their collector's edition which comes with a full-scale replica of bridge baby does it yeah oh i did see him holding that it's really uh, upsetting looking it's an ugly baby, too. And, like, babies are normally ugly, like, when they're first born. Yeah. This one's just kind of weird. Yeah, it turns out it's a uh, late, late, late-term fetal baby. <laughs> and baby's it's probably, like, 30 really, years old. Really creepy. Yeah, that baby, like, is going to have, like, a voice when... it's Because uh, you know that baby's going to talk. And that baby's going to be like, all right, so we're going to go over <laughs> It's going to be like a uh, Quado yeah, from uh, Total it, that's Recall. That's what it is. It's, it's a full-on Quado situation. Activate the reactor. Played. <laughs> Um, so I guess from what I picked up, the premise is that he needs to reunite the United States or well, that's like his mission throughout it. And then he can go between these realms because he said he himself can, um, sense these B. Yeah. The like weird BMs, BTTMs. There's a lot of weird phrasing in there that yeah. you can tell, like they just translated from the Japanese and nobody said, Hey, we shouldn't call them BMs. Or, hey, we shouldn't... What would they say at the beginning? Like, homo demon? Yeah, like, homo demons. Which I get they're, like, thinking they're X-Men, and they can be like, it's it's homo superior. But it's like, <laughs> oh, well, no, when you say homo demon, and then it that looks doesn't feel right. Like, there's fractions that you're going to have to go against, because there was the guy with the metal mask, the gold mask, and then there was the army of the undead or something. Yeah, it's just, I... For the first time I saw what the game looked like being played, and the, hey, spoilers, looks like a game. It, like, that was the first time I was like, oh, this looks like a video game. But it's Kojima's, so it's probably more of a movie than a game. Yeah, and then every time they showed any cutscene, it just, I have no clue what's happening. I'll play it. I'm happy. I'll be there day one. I'll play the hell out of that game. I'll play it for probably 30 of its 800 hours, and then be like, oh, I'm done with that. I'll listen to you explain it to me, because I don't, I probably won't play it. I'm not a PlayStation guy. Also, I probably won't understand it. Oh, I definitely won't understand it. Like, I'm definitely not going to understand it. I'm prepared for that. Uh, any other thoughts on Death Stranding? Not really. So, so Man, talkative I'm, today, I'm Alex. Lost. Well, I, <laughs> dude, just... I, I'm not a PlayStation guy, and 
yeah, I I saw the A minute trailer and I have no idea what's going on. There's yeah, a guy took off his mask and there was another mask. <laughs> that was there's, the best part. There's a baby that apparently knows what's going on, and then there was an undead army that lights cigarettes. Like I literally don't know what else is going on. Norman Reedus looks like Norman Reedus. The, the game itself, the trailer looks fantastic. I mean, just the faces and everything. Like, oh yeah, that's Norman Reedus. That's not like. You know, kind of looks like him. Like, mm-hmm. no, that's for sure him. Other than that, I mean, I did see some of the gameplay. It was kind of weird in my book because he's kind of walking with this 10-foot backpack. Yeah. And like, they don't notice him. And then it kind of looks sloppy, to be honest. The game trailer looks amazing. the But the gameplay looks sloppy I'm, to me. I am a little confused about that because it is supposed, supposedly supposed to be an action game. But this is yeah. more like you were saying... Like uh, yeah, exploratory. This, this looks like a survival game. And yeah. I, I, yeah, I hate to be kind of a critic on, on the trailers, but I mean, you pick a ladder, you know, you have a ladder in your backpack, and you, it goes like a hundred feet, and you could, you could lean it against a mountain to climb, <laughs> and then there's another one where you could have a a like, um, like a grappling hook, like a grappling hook. You stick it to the ground, and you like repel off the cliff. Okay. I have noticed myself because I was about to make fun of you for having that be the line you drew, but also that's the line I draw because I can handle like, okay, weird demons, other dimensions, baby on yeah, front. Cool. Uh, for that. Homo demon. Homo demon. But then the second you give me like a ladder, really? That's, <laughs> you have, have like a teleport where you out. jump into like yeah. another dimension. Give me or, a jetpack. Or like summon a ladder out of like, out of the weird, like. Like a capsule. Yeah, I know. So it's like, hold on, let me dig him up. Kind of why I was quiet because <laughs> Mike was like raving about it. I'm like, oh, I just don't want to shit on it because it's not out. Oh no, I, look, I I'm... can't like, I can't review a, a game on trailers. I've been wrong many times just by, oh, that looks weird and it's amazing, vice versa. Um, but the trailer did nothing for me besides, you know, become lost in this new universe he's, he's creating. Spoilers for six months from now, I will be shitting on this game. Like. <laughs> Hideo Kojima is a creator I adore, but every time I play one of his games, I just think like, man, somebody needs to stop him every once in a while. And this looks like it's the least he's ever been stopped. Man, what? Yeah, what if we're like, Kojima really needed Konami? Yeah. Oh no, I <laughs> I, I firmly believe that we're going to hit a point where we're going to go like, oh, you did need someone to step up and just mm-hmm. put their hand on your shoulder and be like, hey, too much, too many things. In Dial this game. it back there, buddy. Yeah, because. I'm just I'm more interested in it than I was before, but I also am more confused than I was before. Yeah. So Death Stranding is when a whale beaches itself. Yeah, just so weird. But like lately, I mean, I've been out of kind of the game scene in a while, but I'm excited for Call of Duty kind of doing that reboot because I was going to say. So this is a. Well, go go ahead. They they made well, an announcement. Yeah, I mean, it's now you know, Modern Warfare is the next game, and and it's kind of polishing what they've always done. Such a great job. And they've they've gone away from that. They've gone to more like jetpacks and kind of Halo esque type of type of gameplay. Doesn't but sound very modern to me. Doesn't yeah, it does not it's not the forte. It shouldn't be, mm-hmm. you know, what made them great. They should have stuck with it. So that's why I'm kind of excited for them uh putting this back out. And so they and now what is it? Is it a remake then? I'm like I said, I'm not like a, a big Call of Duty a guy. Reboot, not a remake, because okay. they said it's a new story, but it's like a thematic reboot. Okay. So I guess like, which sounds good to me because the last Call of Duty I truly liked was Modern Warfare. Mm. And I think um, that's the one that has like the higher claim, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that was the one that everyone's like, this is one of the greatest shooters ever made, and right. everything after that I was like, that's fun. Yeah, Call of Duty Four Modern Warfare was fantastic. Uh-huh. I remember 
coming home. Any second I had, <laughs> I played that game, and I really haven't had that online experience in a while. I'm kind of sad about that because I think that just is the way it is now. Because I've talked to this, but uh, talked about that with some friends. Like uh, for me, it was Halo Two when, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, every day after school or yeah. in between my jobs and stuff, like I would just play that nonstop. I lo- lost ninety pounds because I forgot to eat a little bit. And that was like when I was living and breathing and because of the friendships I made online and I don't feel like that's a thing anymore. So that actually, that was a really good segue into this next part. So good. I shouldn't have mentioned it. But uh, <laughs> one thing I'm, I'm really excited about is that this is going to be, and they said this up front, this is the first Call of Duty. It's fully cross-platform, mm-hmm. um, which is a lot of games are starting to hit that. Like now that all the, the platform holders are opening up. Um, but that's been one of the things I've missed is since uh, it was really like, I think that, early on Xbox 360 era because yeah. that was really the only way to really play a lot of games online. Uh, that community fractured so hard that now I have like a group of maybe three people I play games with with any regularity. But I know 30 people I could play the games with if we all just had it on the same system. Yeah. And I've been the king so far of like buying... I own five different copies of Grand Theft Auto because I want to play Grand Theft Auto online with my friends, but some of them are on PlayStation, some are on Xbox, some are on PC. Oh, five. Uh, there's also, I bought Xbox 360, Xbox One, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, and PC. I forgot. Five came out on the previous gen? Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, because the one that we're playing on the current gen is a port, which uh-huh. is, it's the best port I've ever seen. But um, I'm really excited to kind of see maybe that community build back up because it would be nice if I didn't have to worry about like, well, what console is my friend playing on? Like you said yourself, you're playing on PC nowadays. Mm-hmm. I mainly I mainly play my games on an Xbox, but I have access to everything. I would love nothing more than to pop my Xbox on and see you in my friends list and still be able to play a game yeah. with you or see like see Alex in there and be able to play a game with Alex and not care what console anyone's on. Alex is playing Uno. <laughs> That's where you see all the the ding-dongs. Back in the day, that was yeah. strange times. I, that was on that was, Xbox, on Call of Duty, on the heyday, man, I'd get home from a, a night shift and we would have to divide games. We're like, There's so many people online. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you, 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 uh, you're one team, you, you, you go the other team. Yeah. We'll just like, well, but we're in, still in one big party. Yeah. And there, yeah. There'd be like 30 some people sometimes. I think one time I was able to fill up like a whole group of people I knew with big, uh, was it big team battle on Halo? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and that Halo was the one for me. Halo was the game where like big team battle on Halo. Halo 2 specifically it. was the game that like me and everybody I knew would play. And yeah. we would make a point like at least once or twice a week. Just jump on there, and we, we usually didn't have to have any randos. We would just be able to fill a whole map mm-hmm. on our own. It was awesome, and I'm really, like, I'm looking forward to this Call of Duty. It looks good. They said they're going to make it, like, a gritty reboot of a game, and I'm like, that game was already super gritty. So I want to see what they do with that. Um, I'm Is that the intrigued. one where, like, the guy's the bad guy? There was, so Call of Duty Modern Warfare 1 was the game where it felt like a regular like Call of Duty style game was the mm-hmm. first one that took place now versus like World War Two, But this is the first one where they made failure part of the story because you're trying to stop a nuke from going off mm-hmm. and you're jumping character to character. This was like the first game that had like Soap McTavish and all those guys in it. Mm-hmm. And I just remember very vividly like playing the game and there's the level where you're trying to prevent the nuke and you don't. And I just, I was like, oh, I failed. And I realized like, no, that's, that's the, the story. Going. Um. So, I mean, this is a series that already had that as its cornerstone in uh, Modern Warfare 2 that had the infamous No Russians mission where mm-hmm. uh, you Ooh, yeah, shoot up the airport. Shoot up the airport or not, your choice. But uh, it still gets shot up, though. Yeah, not yeah, they die. Um, so, yeah, I'm really intrigued what they do with that. 
And again, just the cross-platform play is really what got me. Like yeah, the idea know. that I'll always be able to play something is, is great. Yeah, I didn't know about that. So that's pretty cool. And then uh, we were talking a little bit about Dauntless. I, didn't, I haven't really played a lot, but that's kind of the... It's probably not the first, but it's one of the few games that is truly cross-platform right now. Yeah, I think it's the first that launched with it. Because I know uh, Rocket League famously yeah. always had the potential to have it. Fortnite not only had the potential to have it, they accidentally turned it on when Fortnite first came out. Because mm-hmm. I remember I remember playing Fortnite online like before it was... um. In the save the save the world mode, like mm. when it was the building mode and all that, I remember there was one day I was playing it and I was looking over and I'm like, "Those are those are PlayStation names," but I'm playing on my Xbox. Yeah, and so that's how easy it was for them to turn that on. And when Sony finally relented, now everything's cross play. But this is the uh, Dauntless is the first game that launched day one PC, Xbox, PlayStation Four cross play, um, and it's coming out to the Switch and mobile. Yeah, and it's I haven't played it much, but it looks great. It looks like Monster Hunter, but yeah, super multiplayer. That looks cool. I want to jump in with some friends at least. I, I just did like the first mission, and then got to the the hub city or whatever. So I didn't really do much since then. But it's it looks cool. I didn't get to play Monster Hunter at all um, because I lost interest because again PC and yeah. it took forever to get to PC. Um, but it looks like everything's there. I played a little bit of the older Monster Hunter games, and you know you got your weapon types, and um, depending on what weapon it is, your fighting style is different. So you can be faster, slower, hit harder, hit softer. And then uh, you just group up with some friends or some randos and take out a giant beaver. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's all I want to do. Oh, I do remember one thing I wanted to go over real quick. I, just, I think it's something I want to do every week now because, you know, we have the stupid petition for Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I want to just look up stupid petitions and just announce them and like see if I can get some signatures. Are we going to do Danny DeVito one? <laughs> I was going to say that's my first one is uh, there's a petition to make Danny DeVito play Wolverine in the rebooted version for the MCU. It's funny because he'd be more like comically accurate. Yeah, <laughs> you do the special ball cannon now. Yeah, uh, it's got thirty-eight thousand four hundred twenty-one si- signatures. Uh, but that was it. I watched Predator, the Predator. I saw John Wick. Oh, the Shane Black one. Yeah, yeah. John Wick, her good things. Her not as good as first, better than second. I was gonna go watch John Wick yesterday, and that, I didn't know that that Godzilla opened, and like I. I thought they're gonna be having Aladdin there for like a while because mm-hmm. that was the first one it opened up with, right? I didn't even know. I didn't even know because I've been gone for the last week and a half. That's right. So I just all of a sudden yesterday I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna go see a movie, and I was about to buy a ticket for John Wick, and I just looked and I was like, fucking Godzilla say 40x? <laughs> and I like do a quick search, and there's like an article in the B from the day before. I'm like, what the fuck? We have a 40x screen and nobody said shit. <laughs> yeah. Like this is something <laughs> no. anybody I know is talking about. What the fuck? It's pretty crazy that Fresno has one when there's only four in California. Yeah, they're all yeah. they're all like in LA. I think there's well, maybe like, one in the Bay Area. People forget how big Fresno is. Like, yeah. Fresno's huge. We should technically have a sports team. We, we had one of the first IMAX screens outside. Yeah. Back when we first got that screen, IMAX was like a tiny format that was in like a handful of theaters. Mm-hmm. We were the test market for the Dorito Loco Taco. We were. We were. We knew that thing for a long time. I'm proud of that. Even now, like when at McDonald's, like right, uh, all the McDonald's are doing that international flavors thing, and they have the ch- uh, cheesy bacon fries, and I'm like, oh, those? That's the last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've had that salt bomb in myself <laughs> last year. <laughs> I'm still digesting it from last year. <laughs> it is the saltiest food I've ever eaten in my life. The bacon fries? Cheesy bacon fries? Yeah, because the, their fries are already real salty. They are, yeah. And then I uh, feel dehydrated just you saying that. <laughs> and then they're bacon. It's, it's just there. like dead slugs around the property right now. <laughs> it was, dude, it was, I, I took like one bite and was like, oh, 
I couldn't even finish them. Like, they tasted fine, but god damn, they were salty. Salty AF. Yeah, we're still good. All right, so another news. Uh, apparently, they... It's not announced, but it's Dan Aykroyd being Dan Aykroyd. He uh, yeah. has written the prequel to Ghostbusters that he's now trying yeah, to Yeah, I think made. he's, like, submitted the script now or something. And it's supposed to be them in high school, like, meeting, like, uh, Bankman and... Uh... Thought about Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which, I, I after you mentioned it, I, I looked it up and, yeah, saw that, and it's... When would that be set? Like, the 50s? Yeah. Wait, so in the 84, they're in their... In 84, they're the oldest people in their 20s ever. <laughs> so, yeah, it'd be like in the late 60s through the 70s, probably. Um, Did you say aliens? No. Well, that's Dan Aykroyd said aliens. Yeah, if Dan okay. Aykroyd spoke, he said aliens. Hey, I believe that, man. Um, that show he had got canceled before it even started because the men in black literally took uh, the show away from him. Well, my, <laughs> my concern with a Ghostbusters prequel... Because as much as I'm like, yeah, that'd be awesome to see how like how they met, how they went to grad school together. Because there's obviously a story before that. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. They thought there were ghosts, but they didn't experience. But yeah, it. we saw the movie where they found proof of ghosts. Mm-hmm. It was Ghostbusters. So then, what do they do in a prequel? Because they obviously they were surprised when there was an like, actual ghost. Yeah, that shocked them. It wasn't they were like, see, we did it again, <laughs> another one. Uh, isn't there a cartoon? Like maybe it's gonna take after the cartoon. Maybe when they're, I think they're like in elementary school or something. It's little Ghostbusters, yeah. like L I L. I don't know. Like I, I'm, I'm, I like as a concept. I love Ghostbusters. I think Ghostbusters one is a perfect movie. I think Ghostbusters two is a very, very flawed movie, but I will still watch it the moment it comes on. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I watched. I, I don't know if I liked it more. I know that I watched two more than I've seen. Oh yeah, one. especially because if you were a kid, like two is way more kid friendly than one. One, I mean, in one, I know the Ray car- Stance the car- gets a blowjob from a ghost. Yeah, I was a kid of the eighties and nineties. That's fine. I think two scared me more, and that's why I liked it because of the, yeah. the Carpathian. But I mean, like by kid friendly, I mean it's more like there's more action. It's, there's it's, more it's, jokes it's, per minute. Yeah. There's more, and it's what's well, later PG versus older PG, right? Like, and it's not as changed. like because. Ghostbusters 1 is a little bit more cerebral. Like, there's a little bit, like... It's more dry and deadpan humor versus mm-hmm. Ghostbusters 2 is more goofy humor. And it has flubber. Yeah, and, I mean, they, the marketing machine was in, in motion for that one. But, I mean, it. I still like that movie a lot. I'll, again, I will watch it every time it's on. I like the 2016 Ghostbusters. Like, I, I think it definitely had flaws, too. I think the number one was that make, making it take place in another universe was stupid. Is that what happened? I didn't see it. I didn't, yeah, it's... I wasn't on board the hate train or anything. I just never got out to see it. My, It's not that it was a bad movie. It was exactly what it looked like it was going to be. My issue with it was that there was... It wasn't enough of a, a remake to be called a remake. Mm-hmm. And by making it take place in another universe... It wasn't a proper reboot either because all they had to do was just take place now and say, hey, well, the ghost went away and then the Ghostbusters got decredited or discredited and they're goofy and we don't like them. But they didn't do that. It still Mm -hmm. takes place in a world where this has never happened. But there's ties to the world where things like that did happen. But all the actors who played the Ghostbusters make appearances in the movie, but not one of them is the character they were. Like, Hi, I'm actual Dan Aykroyd. Well, Dan Aykroyd plays a cab driver. Okay. Um, and Bill Murray's in it, and he plays essentially the Walter Peck character. And he doesn't do it well. Like, he doesn't do it as well as Willie Matherton did. Um, 
And so it's just a lot of weird choices. I watched it in theaters, and I had a newborn at the time, and I fell asleep halfway through. <laughs> that was, that I was woke up, and sleep. it was like the final like battle type. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm all for it's like expensive spin- naps. I'm it all was. for the new movie. Uh, the new movie that's coming out, I think next summer. Um, sounds cool. Sounds like exactly what I want out of a sequel. I'm all for put out prequels. Like I would rather mm-hmm. a prequel take place in the in the 30s and be about how all the stuff was set up to get uh, Zool to come into They're play. They're going to get their memories erased. I wouldn't even be, you know, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I, yeah. And then, yeah, the men in black are actually going to come and do it. It's going to be Ooh. Agent K. Ooh, there's crossovers since Batman. Yeah, I was going to say, how has there not been a Men in Black Ghostbusters crossover? Those are both Sony. I was still waiting for the 21 Jump Street crossover. Yeah, they they officially canned <sighs> that, yeah. but I would have. I was I was 100 percent better. I was that. on board with that. Yeah, I'm actually excited for Men in Black Four. Yeah, Men in Black Inter- International. Yeah. International. Looks, looks yeah. great. Looks, looks like I Men in Black Four and Valkyrie. Yeah, back together again. I think it got pushed back though, which was kind of concerning. But I'm still excited. Yeah, it comes out now. It does come out this month now. Like it's one of the movies okay. that come out this month. But it uh, it looks fun. Yeah, it, it it looks like Men in Black. I like three, and I I'm surprised three gets a lot of shit that it does not deserve. Yeah, like Josh Brolin is incredible in that mm-hmm. movie, and I'm surprised by how much I have to struggle to convince people to watch three because of how bad two was. Well, like that... some people just like I'm not even gonna bother with three because it's just gonna be another whatever. And it's great. Like, watch it, like, today. Yeah, really, really good movie. Um, Still, I mean, Men in Black 1 was still kind of the standard like that. It was just... Benchmark. Mm-hmm. Cartoon's really good, too. Will Smith as hell. Like, just... Oh, man. Getting jiggy with it. You know what? Have either of you guys seen the new Aladdin? No. Nope. Um, I heard he's actually the best part. Yeah, he's... It, look, it's it's great. If, if you like Aladdin, go watch it. It's great. It's Aladdin. Um, my favorite part of the movie, though, and I, I, I almost respect the fact they didn't talk about this ahead of time, it has a Will Smith end credit song. <laughs> he does an alternate version of Friend Like Me that is done in the style of 90s Will Smith, <sighs> Wild Wild West, Men in Black that style songs. Alone, I'd watch it. Dude, it's good. <laughs> like his version of Friend Like Me, pretty good. His version of Prince Ali is not as good, but it's still it's still fine. They do a better story for Jasmine. Like Jasmine actually has some agency in the movie. She has a couple songs that... Naomi Our, Scott, right? Yeah, dude, her voice is incredible. She, yeah, a lot of people said she is surprisingly, like, out of nowhere, like, she's a great singer, but has ne- never been showcast. Yeah, no, The way dude. it's been in this movie, and, and she is phenomenal in this movie. She has a song that, uh, it's it's her theme through the movie, it's a song called Speechless, and it's really good, but it also sticks out like a sore thumb, because you can tell it's the song that was not from the original, mm. because it is very, like, very over-the-top modern musical. Right. Versus all of Aladdin was like 80s, 90s style Broadway musical. Yeah. So still really good though. Go watch it. But I will at some uh, point. Man, Will Smith. Will Smith's end credit song. <laughs> I like, like Will f- Smith. Anything Will Smith. Yeah, that's I mean, what Bright needed. They needed a Will Smith song. Well, that's th- this movie reminded me because I really hated Bright so much. I love it so much. I love the idea of it. I can't wait for them to make a sequel that doesn't involve Max Landis. He's out. He's, out. he's story. out. I think he's the worst part of Bright. Yeah. And oh, it's his is. like. Brainchild, but he probably idea. just stole it from someone the else. The idea anyway. is great. The idea yeah. is yeah, great. I love the idea. Um, but I forgot after watching like Bright and after was it After Earth uh, with, with his son, son, right? Yeah, yeah. And like a couple other the movies he's done more recently oh, that know, I, I forgot that Will Smith can be fun. Yeah. I've never seen that movie. 
It's really bad. That was an M yeah, night, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think I started to, and it was like one of those free like red when we got the the 4K I, display. That was one of the ones we yeah. had had going. I forget about that movie, but uh, yeah, the, the Aladdin was cool because it felt like getting. It felt like we got back old Will Smith, the fun Will Smith that Good. I was like, oh yeah, you used to. You're the most charismatic yeah. human being that has ever been born. Mm-hmm. I think now that his kids are like grown up and like their own people, he can finally like cut loose again. God, I hope so. I feel like that's what it is. I follow him on uh, Instagram a lot, and that's kind of it. Feels goofier now, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's been, you know, a big uh, YouTube. He's been yeah. doing that more and more. <laughs> yeah. But I, hot. you you do get in the in the end credits version of Friend Like Me, you get a couple like ha ha ha, and you're like, oh yes, <laughs> yeah. thank you. Oh man, I didn't see Aladdin, Godzilla, uh, but I did go see John Wick Chapter Three, and. It is more violent than ever. Yeah. It's a lot of violence. He's got two dogs. Yeah. He's got, well, no, Halle Berry has two dogs. He doesn't he, get one? He still has his one dog. There's his dogs. Three dogs. There's three dogs, dogs, dogs in pigeons. there. I think a cat shows up at one point. <laughs> I will <laughs> too say far. the dogs make this movie. Though there's You're a, not the first person I've heard say that, the too. The fight I've scene. I've had multiple people go like, dude, the dogs. John Wick and Halle Berry, and these dogs are so... Just the coordination of everything and that scene makes the whole movie for me um you know it's gonna be a violent epi- like movie you, you know that from yeah. one and two and it's still the same case but just the way it's it's filmed everything about it it's just so well done how was um manzuka's performance uh, i think he is uh he's the guy that's like tiktok mr wick or whatever yeah He's one of my favorite actors. He's, he's a comedian. I like a lot. Yeah, they're they're all great. Even is he like the, a big part of it, or is it just like Iron Chef guy is, is a big part of it? Oh yeah, I saw that. Iron Chef's in there. Iron uh, Chef is um, like God. Is his name Mark DeCassos? Because he was also is the guy that eats the pepper. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's the yeah, the American one though. Yeah. He's one of my forget, favorite parts about it. You forget that he's he's an actor and a great mm-hmm. martial artist because like he was in Fantastic. Brotherhood of the Wolf. He was in uh, Double Dragon. Oh shit, Brotherhood of the Wolf. And he is like kind of like. Very serious fighting scenes, but he's also kind of like comedic relief Super at certain charismatic. points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if if I had to pick someone uh, to play One Punch Man, if you guys ever seen it, I would pick him to play that in a real life movie because he could go from serious to comedy in a heartbeat. I already want to see John Wick three, but you you got me pumped enough that there's a very good chance when we're done here tonight, I'm just going to go watch John Wick. 3. <laughs> you should. It's I mean, every- watch Godzilla again in 40x. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna go broke watching Godzilla in 40x. I'm gonna be in there like guiding people through it like it's a trip. Like, okay, guys, hold on. It's gonna, gonna be scary at first, I promise you. Sell your Oculus Quest. Yeah, I'm just yeah. gonna slide over and be like, hold my hand. All right, <laughs> we're gonna go on this journey together. Yeah, John Wick. The first, the first one is kind of the benchmark because it has such a balance of story and of action. Um, but then I'll put John Wick three on there as far as more action. There, there is story. It's progressing. You, you know what it is the whole time beginning to end uh but the action really carries this movie more, more than anything mm-hmm. and i'll put john Wick the, the second one second one uh at the lowest um, still good it's still well, a lot of I mean, it's, more it's, story than action but still really good i mean i've I'll compared give... i've compared john Wick 2 to my to people i've been trying to get like to watch because john Wick looks like a dumb action movie mm-hmm. but i think it's one of the smartest action movies that's ever existed um and john wick 2 i i keep saying it's not a sequel it's an expansion pack yeah yeah because it's not like it's DLC. not doing anything new it's saying like yeah. hey remember that thing you liked here's a little bit more of it you get more of the lore into yeah. it and i think john wick 3 it really ties into what this universe is a full of assassins full of secrecy it's the story of, of the greek gods 
It's I mean I've been kidding. Like look it up, it'll it'll break your mind. But John Wick is this it's a story it's a story of the Greek gods. It's which, amazing. Which one's John? Uh John, I can't remember who he is, but like everybody else like cuz he's not a god. He's like the But it's got Odin in it. He's like the boogeyman. Odin is Zeus, obviously. <laughs> he's the guy you call to kill the boogeyman. Yeah. Baba Yaga. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't remember you now. Like after I after yeah. I brought it up, I can't remember what what character he is clearly the I feel like this for. was a like fever a... dream. No, it's really good. You should look at it. It's it's really amazing. Is uh what's his name supposed to be Zeus, the the head of the uh continental? Yes. Um it, it, like cuz at first like I heard somebody mention it like in passing like the John Wick as Greek as Greek uh theater. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I guess you, I could see how it would kind of blend together." And then I read an interview with the screenwriter. He was like, "Oh no, I'm glad you guys picked up on that. 100%. That's what I was doing." Interesting. Like, and that's why I like the idea that the, the, by the third one, it sounds like they're then taking it going like, okay, well, we took Greek, we took Greek legends and made an action movie based on that. Then we took the second movie and expanded that. And the third movie, we're making it our own, hmm. like kind of tying it into their own stuff. I got to look into that. Yeah. And the ending, definitely, you know, John Wick 4, here we go. And you know where it's going. It's already announced too, right? Yeah. I need that already to be, announced. I need that to be the title of it. John Wick 4, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Picture of Alex snapping. Hey. <laughs> I'm John Wick. I'm here again. Where's my dog? I'm sad to hear that Count Reeves feels like he's lonely. Yeah, that made but me sad too. I was like, why? I'll be your friend. He's gone through some shit. I'm surprised he's not sadder, to be honest. Yeah, I'm surprised he gives so much more happiness. Than, but, you know, look at Robin Williams. Even, even then, though, that feels like... <laughs> It feels like to me, it's not even like him going like, I'm lonely and sad. It's more just like, because he seems to just really have a very Zen way of looking at the world. Yeah. And I feel like it's more like he embraces it where he's like, I'm lonely sometimes. It's okay. Yeah, that's true. That's kind of how I am. I was like, I'm sad today, but that's all right. Right? Like Eeyore. Eeyore doesn't bring people down. you, Matt. We're talking about Keanu Reeves. That makes me sad, (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What do you say on a, what was it? Jimmy Fallon? Oh, it was on. Uh, it was like, what do you think Steve, about? Uh, oh, what happens when you die? Yeah, what happens when you die? And he said, "The people that love us will miss us." And, all, yeah. and everyone like was ooing and awing. And you think about, it, you're like, "Yeah, it's just that's just it's a really good way of thinking." It's like, "Hey, don't think about the effect on you. Think about the effect on yeah. other people." It's a really nice way to be. That's just like I, that, that's just he just yeah he just seems like like I'm really hoping like a year from now I don't listen to this episode and go like oh no I was defending a like a weird guy <laughs> I don't even want to say what he might do I just feel bad about it but like. He just Fuck, seems like he's an a, ostrich. Yeah. I just won't even do that. <laughs> um, he just feels like a, a good guy. Like just a just like all around like a dude. If you met him, you'd be like, man, what a good dude. Yeah, it seems genuine. Yeah. Rides, he, he, rides the bus. Yeah. If you go through a lot of shit, though, you get a lot of experience and wisdom out of it. Yeah. And he's gone through it. So it's good that he shares that. It's he has that you know, microphone for that, too. Uh, final final things gotta wrap this one up soon so uh real fast when they announced silicon valley's ending with season six which i didn't know they had announced i thought i already knew that but apparently i just made it up in my head (laughs) i'm hoping it ends in a high note and it's a fine show i think it's lost its magic it's it's been okay for for so long and you're like i'm really hoping it gets funny and solid and does something (laughs) and i'm I'm waiting. It's like stuck on the tracks. It's like, yeah. Well, the fact that they've got an end date announced that they said it's a shorter season makes me feel like, okay, they have, they have like something they want to tell. Like that's, it feels more directed Mm because I think that's the problem I've had with it since season, like season one was phenomenal. Season two, I still really liked. Yeah. And then I felt like season three, four and five were just constantly resetting and spinning the wheel. I think we've talked about that. Yeah. They have weird stuff going on too because the, 
the guy that funds them on the first season dies in real life. Yeah. And then uh, what's his name? T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller goes shit. goes crazy. And I think that's really it. But like that's still really affects the show because those are big characters. Yeah. yeah. Well, look at Community. I mean, you have an actor that's in the it's is an one asshole. of the main <laughs> actors. Yeah. Something happens. It's gonna affect a lot of people. Donald yeah. Glover is like, eh, I'm kind of cool with not finishing the series out. You know, peace. I'm doing yeah. something. Else. I'm gonna go be famous elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I rewatched Community recently and. I hated the last two seasons when it first aired, and I think they might be my two favorite seasons. Like the Yahoo seasons? Yeah. Well, the, there was one Yahoo season, and there was the final Dan Harmon on NBC season. Mm. And that was it, that was really probably should have been the end of the show. And yeah. I think it had a good ending. And then when it came back, I remember watching the Yahoo one going like, oh my God, this is terrible. I hated it so much. And I rewatched it. And I think it was because personally I was in a darker place in my life where I was like... <laughs> well, we all are when we had to, to use Yahoo to yeah. watch <laughs> <laughs> where I was trying to like figure some stuff out and for some reason like it really hit me in a real way where I went like oh this is probably the most impactful season of the show it's not the funniest but it probably has the most like character moments and really builds mm-hmm. out a lot of the characters in a way they really seem to be afraid of early on yeah so yeah hey that's about community I might have to watch it now I don't I don't think I finish the yahoo season and just it, it's stops it's absolutely then. worth it and it gives you it does give you a proper ending like yeah. it actually has an ending to the show yeah i heard good things about uh the recent season of arrested development because i didn't like the first netflix season but i heard the second season is really good i never got into it i, I have no opinion on this one <laughs> it's better than season four it's still the characters at this point are broken because the reason it like i i I don't want them to not make more like that sounds way too negative, but I almost wish they would stop making them just so every time because now as it is like I have to tell people like there are three seasons of perfect television, one very flawed experiment that I respect and then another season where it feels like an overcorrection back to what it was. But now the characters are so broken Mm -hmm. that you can't fix it. Like Michael is so unlikable in season five. I never liked him. No, but I mean, he went, but that was the thing is like, he went from like, oh, he's the most likable of these terrible people to like, he's just as bad or mm-hmm. worse than them. And like George Michael's really unlikable. There were a lot of like storyline beats that you could tell they wrote in four that by the time five came around, they were like, oh shit, we got to finish this. <laughs> ah, man. And it bums me out too, because um, season four, the first edit of it was such a weird way to do it. And I get like, there's reasons behind, behind uh, the action they had to do it for, but like, it was a really cool experiment to make the show a different type of show. And the original pitch I had heard for season five, spoilers for season four, at the end of season four, uh, Lucille, Auster- Lucille Austero is dead. And it looks like Buster may have done it. And season five was originally supposed to be a documentary series in the vein of Serial mm-hmm. about them proving him innocent or guilty or whatever it was. And instead, probably the correct move, they just made it a season of rest development. It's fine. Yeah. Like, it was good. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Burrito Project. I don't know anything about it. Go check it out and support it. Because that's all I got. Oh, in Valley, right? Burrito Project? Yeah. Done. All right. So, see you guys next time. Next episode is on Grand Budapest Hotel. Find out more next episode. Hey, everybody. Is it off yet? It's never going to be off. I dropped my burrito and someone stepped on it.